We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We give you praise for how wonderful you are. Thank you, Father God. We say happy Father's Day to you, Father. Some of us have had and have good earthly fathers. But all of us have a wonderful heavenly father. Every one of us do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Kids, you can be dismissed to your classes. Bye-bye, Mommy. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful to be alive? Are you happy to be alive? (laughs) I am. What's your other alternative? Well, I don't know. That's a good alternative, too. He said to leave would be gain. Paul said to leave here would be gain. (laughs) This isn't actually the greater life, okay? There is greater life in this life when we live in the kingdom. But he said, that's greater. Amen. Oh, my. I have this word this morning that's uh, a continuation of two weeks ago on the fruit of the Spirit. And I'll be talking about it at least another week, maybe more. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's like the Lord just doesn't stop talking about it. And so if he's not stopping with me, then I'm keeping on giving it to you, right? Honestly, some of it's for my own personal (laughs) benefit and use. But, you know, what I learn, I share with you. So um, it's just a very powerful word that's life-changing for us. How many of you want your lives changed? How many of you really want to be transformed? How many of you really want to look like him? I mean, who, who really wants to look like him? Who really wants to have Christ formed in you, right? Amen. And so this word is so powerfully available for us. And, um, and this morning, um, I have something I want to pray over you before we get started. You know, you can hear the word and, um, and not hear the word. You can hear it. It can go in one ear and out the other. You, you, can, you can sit under the Word week after week after week and never be transformed and never really hear and understand what the Word, what God's wanting to say to you in the Word. And so um, if you just put your hand on your heart and I want to pray for you. Father, I just pray that every offense, every 
area that we've held on to something or built walls around our heart. I just pray this morning that this people would release those things right now and that they would have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand that they might be transformed by your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Two weeks, two weeks ago, I started on the fruit of the Spirit. And um, let's just turn to Galatians 5. Holy Spirit, help. For me, it's kind of like that bungee jump thing. It's just... For me, it's like that. And uh, let's look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's just stop there. We talked about, I'm going to just refresh from two weeks ago. There is fruit that making flesh choices produces. In other words, flesh choices produce flesh fruit. And there is fruit that making spirit-led choices produces. In other words, spirit-led choices produce spirit fruit. We also looked in Romans 8, and we see that carnal choices affect the environment of our heart, not only causing it to produce bad fruit, but it also keeps us in that cycle of death. Okay? We see here in Galatians 5, there's no law that can come against the fruit. There is nothing. We, You know, we realize the fruit of the Spirit is the nature of God. Those are the very attributes of God. They are characteristics that make him God, right? Nothing can come against the nature of God. Hello? Nothing can overwhelm his nature, his attributes, the character of who he is. All of these characteristics, the nature of God, his attributes, his character... They all work against the kingdom of darkness, his, his, uh, the enemy, his plans, his strategies. And they work for us. See, anything that's working for you in the kingdom is working against the enemy, his strategies, his plans, his schemes, right? 
And we cannot continue to surrender our identity to who we were when we lived in darkness and sin. We can't keep surrendering our identity to who we once were. It's not who we are. We are born again. We are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's not who we are anymore. That is the responses of the old carnal flesh nature. Yeah? But there is a new nature that's born into us when we're born again. We're born again of incorruptible seed. And there is a new nature that's born into us. And if we will make choices, we see, we make the choice. We, we make the choosing of which way we go, which choice we make. If we will choose a God choice, a Spirit-led choice, then the Holy Spirit will come in there and help us, and He will help develop and produce the fruit in greater dimension in our lives, in greater fruitfulness in our lives. I love the way it says in the Amplified in verse 22, where it says, the fruit of the Spirit is, it says, the fruit which the Holy Spirit within produces. He's the one that when we make and we choose a right choice, He's the one who gets in there and develops fruit unto righteousness. Amen. Now, we've been given the opportunity to grow and develop so that we can operate like God does in His unchanging, constant, consistent nature. No matter what's going on around us, no matter how people are acting, no matter how they're treating you, no matter how your circumstances are, amen. You're being given an opportunity by God to develop in His very nature and power, the power of His very nature. And it's really a process. <laughs> and that's what I want to talk about this morning is the process. And I apologize to you, Chris, and Steve for not giving you scriptures because I've got a bunch of them. So you might better pull out your swords today and not just depend on the overhead. I'll try to work with you guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. I want to talk to you this morning about the process that takes place in our relationship with Him, but also it's an outflow of our relationship with Him. Amen? The first thing in the process that we have to, have to, have to, have to realize, (laughs) we have to see this, we've got to realize this, that for every situation and every circumstance you face, there is a part of God's nature that if you will release it, that if you will release it, will overcome for you personally. Because against such, there is no law, right? Remember, against the fruit of the Spirit, there is no law that can overwhelm or overcome and win. So for every situation that you face in your life, you've got to realize there is a fruit that if I will choose to release that fruit, I can overcome in this situation. 
And as you release it, you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to overwhelm the enemy and his plans. You are empowered by him to do damage to him, to thwart his plans for you. Now, if you go with the flesh part, then you just caused him to, you just empowered him in your life, really. You just gave, you gave more power to your flesh and you drew the enemy in closer. And he gets that much closer to fulfilling his desires over your life. But the second thing that happens is you're over, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do damage to the enemy, but also to have the fruit of the Spirit developed more in your life. And remember this, when you are releasing the fruit of the Spirit, you are acting like your father. You are acting like him. You're moving in the nature of God. You know, we've been very highly developed in the nature of our flesh. (laughs) We've been very highly developed in the nature of our flesh. And we've also been very highly developed in how the world responds to stuff. We've really gotten very highly developed in that. We take our cues from how the world does stuff. And you know, I I think about how the world responds to things with this attitude. I'm going to tell you what. And just gets all mouthy and cocky. and And you know, we laugh at that. And we think it's funny. But it's not funny to the kingdom of heaven. That's not the response of the kingdom of heaven. It's not. It's not. Don't take your cues from the kingdom of this world where the enemy of God rules. Don't get your cues from this world. And certainly don't take your cues from your flesh. Are you hearing me? Don't get your cues. A little prompt. Here's how you do it. No, get your cue, get your prompt, hello, from the Holy Spirit who lives within you. And make that choice. Oh, it's absolutely always available. He's always available and the right choices are always available. We're not of this kingdom. You're not of the kingdom of this world if you're born again. If you're His, you're not of the kingdom of this world. You're of the kingdom of God. So let's represent our king and the kingdom we're from. Let's, let, let's represent that. Amen? Now, all of the fruit causes us to overcome. And the word of God gives us instruction of how we get into this process and do it. The word is full of instruction on, how to, on releasing the fruit of the Spirit. It's full of instruction. So let's start. Dear Lord, I pray for every one of us in this journey. It's kind of like a bungee cord thing, you know. You start out screaming and think you might die. And hopefully your flesh will. But then you come back and then it's like, okay, we're going to make it. All right. Luke 6, 27. You ready? But I say to you who hear. Are you hearing? Who's hearing? Who has an ear to hear this morning? I'm not talking about paddles on the side of your head. I'm talking about an inner ear to hear. 
I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away from your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, do also to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. I mean, you ain't done nothing big, right? If you just love your little family and those who treat you right all the time, those who are good to you, if you love them, whoopee. Sinners do that too. And if you do good to those who do good to you, as long as he treats me right, hello? What credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love, here we go again, in case you didn't get it on the first go-round, love your enemies, do good, lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the thankful and the evil. You listen, the father's, the father's character, the father's nature is he's kind to those who are good and he's kind to those who are evil. That's his nature. Therefore, in light of this, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Have you had enough? You want to go home now? (laughs) We just started the jump. Here's Jesus giving us instructions of how to operate in God's nature. And when you release this fruit, the Holy Spirit will help you to develop in it. But listen, you make the choice and then He empowers And as you start making the choice, He empowers you to follow through and help you with it. He does. You've got to make the choice. You've got to make the choice. Say amen. Amen. He said to those of you who hear, love your enemies. You is the understood subject. He didn't say... To those of you who are here, I'm going to make you love your enemies. <laughs> he didn't say that. Now, how about he's talking about an enemy? A person who's working against you. A person who hates you. Someone who's using you. Spitefully at that. One who's... And we can go on and on and on. All these kinds of people can teach you how to love. Did you know that? All these kind of people are the ones, hello! He's the one who said it. I did. Jesus said that. I did not say that. But I agree with everything he says. Amen. 
enemies, people who persecute you, people who are ugly to you, people who spitefully use you. These are the ones who teach you how to love. When people are sweet to you, oh dear Lord, that's easy to do. Your family's easy to love. Sure they are. Sure they are. Some of them are harder and might challenge you a little bit. But the real challenge comes when somebody hates you and talks ugly about you and curses you. Persecutes you. Is your enemy. Who's your enemy? He's working against you. Hello? An enemy is somebody who's working diligently and directly against who you are. You don't learn to love unconditionally when everybody around you is lovable. You don't learn that. You don't learn how to love unconditionally when everybody's easy to love, do you? Y'all aren't even agreeing. <laughs> You're still out to lunch on deliberation on, I am. Even sinners can do that. They love who's lovable. Turn over to Matt, turn backwards to Matthew chapter 5. Take a deep breath and let's get some more. Matthew 5, 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Oh, here we go again. Bless those who curse you. Do good. Release some goodness over those who hate you. Hey, isn't it the goodness of God that leads men to repentance? I reckon those who hate you probably need repentance, huh? They might need Jesus in their life, right? When they do that, you're thinking you need Jesus in your life. (laughs) But you have Him. And you have good choices available. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. See, in doing so, you look like your daddy. You're responding like your father. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Even the tax collectors do that. Therefore, you shall be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He is perfect. And you're to begin to mature and go after looking like your Father. Amen? Instead of coming under the influence of persecution, instead of coming under the influence of hatred, instead of coming up under the influence of people cursing you, speaking wrongly of you, hating you, all these things. Instead of coming up underneath that, you actually can overcome that by making a right choice and let the Holy Spirit empower you to overcome what they just did or what they're saying and still doing. You actually, you have the choice. You can respond like the Father 
You can let the Holy Spirit help you. He gives you a cue. And then your flesh gives you a cue. True? And then you remember all these cues you hear in the world of how you would do it. Come on. Now you just, you, cho- you choose which cue you take. And if you'll go with, with the prompt of the Holy Spirit, you can be empowered. You can under, you, you can overcome instead of coming under. You can overcome the slander. You can overcome the hatred. You can overcome the persecution. You can overcome and you can grow and develop in Him. Amen. You know, in Romans 12, I'm jumping the boat just a minute, but I want to show you something. In Romans 12, you don't have to turn there. Just listen to me a minute. He talks about do not be overcome by evil. This is in verse 21. But overcome evil with good. So you can let the stuff that's being done to you, you can be overcome by that stuff and just surrender and and lose miserably and be a coward and feel like a failure and et cetera, et cetera. And it only goes downhill from there. Or you can overcome that by responding like your father responds. Amen? And I want to tell you this. Why would he instruct you to do that if you can't? What kind of father would ask you to do something that you don't have the wherewithal to do it? If you are born again of incorruptible seed, you have his nature was born into you when you were born again. So you have what it takes. And if you'll make a right choice, then he jumps in there by the power of the Holy Ghost who lives inside of you. And he empowers you to continue on in that direction. Amen. What God's saying is, when you're in situations like this, my love is present to help you. My forgiveness is present to help you. My goodness is present to help you overcome that slander. I've got stuff you can choose that will help you overcome that stuff. Amen. Listen, mm, this is where the Holy Ghost comes in. You know, we talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in Bible college, and I want to tell you just, I just want to flip through real quickly. Oh man, I had it marked. Hold on. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. He saves. <laughs> Listen at some of the characteristics and function of the Holy Spirit in your life. In your life. I love, I love what Bill Johnson says about the comforter. He said he gave us the comforter because he knew he needed comforting. Not because of, you know, sorrowful situations necessarily, but because we need comforting. How many of you need comfort from the Holy Ghost when your flesh is screaming? And you want to do otherwise and your flesh is screaming to do otherwise and your spirit man saying no. The Holy Spirit's there to comfort you when your flesh is saying, this is hard, when you're screaming out. Listen, He's the one who's called alongside of another to help. He doesn't do it for you, but He helps you. He's the one who gives aid, assistance, the one who imparts strength and hope, the one who consoles in trouble or distress, who gives relief or cheer, 
The one who gives advice, who deliberates judgment and prudence, who deliberates the purpose of God in your life. The one who aids and assists, who furnishes relief from pain and distress, who aids in bringing about change. He develops the character of God in us. Come on. The one who intervenes for us, prays for us. He's entreating, pleading with God in behalf of us, of our life. Stop and think. He's praying for me right in the middle of this. (laughs) I got the Holy Ghost pleading in my behalf before the Father while I'm in the middle of this thing. Come on. I'm sorry, I'm hollering. This is awesome. This is awesome. The one who's pleading the cause for another. The one who's defending. Who's pleading in favor of us. God, don't kill her. She's about to make the right choice. (laughs) Amen. The one who vindicates. The one who empowers us to resist force. The one who gives us capacity to endure. The one who empowers us to resist attack. The one who makes us grow and become strong. The one who can be relied on for need, for regular use, or in emergency. Come on. Give a hand to the Holy Ghost. (laughs) He's our helper. Come on. You need Him. You need Him in this. God's saying, when you're in a situation like this... I have everything you need available to help you. And as soon as you make a right choice, the Holy Spirit will come in there and empower you to follow through, to overcome the enemy, and to cause you to grow. Amen. Oh, but he made me so mad. He made me so mad. He makes me so angry. Do you know that no person has the power to make you angry? No person. You choose to come up under the influence of that thing. You choose to come up under the influence of it. Now, you should be angry with sin. That should make you angry. You're to be, you're, you're to be angry and sin not. But no person can make you angry. Sin should, but no person We choose to come up under it. And now listen, you could have chosen love, kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, mercy. You could have chosen grace. You could have chosen goodness. Out of all the tools that you could have chosen from, you chose anger. You chose offense. You chose to cuss them out. You chose to give them a piece of your mind. Come on. Of all the options, you chose anger. Quit taking your cues from your old dead man's nature who was on his way to hell anyway. Isn't this true? Quit taking our cue from our old, the nature of our old man that that died. That died. Quit responding like the world responds. Oh, this is good stuff. You know you agree. Listen, let me tell you something. A word of God that will set you free is a good word. 
A word that'll cause you to walk in victory is a good word. You want me to give you some kind of word that'll, that'll, and, and, and God just blam, a lamb, a lamb, and do some kind of miracle thing over your situation and it go away and you're like, oh, I got victory. No, you got victory when you can stand in the face of that mess and you can overcome it and you're saying bam, a lamb, a lamb. Come on. <laughs> I don't know where bam, a lamb, a lamb came from. <laughs> anyway, you have, when you can walk in victory, then you say, oh, I'm now victorious. Now I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. Come on, church. We're so concerned somebody's going to get over on us. We're so concerned somebody's going to take advantage of us, do us wrong. Listen, you apply kingdom principles and the king of the kingdom will see to you. Well, I tried that. It didn't work. You don't try kingdom. You live kingdom. You abide in kingdom. We operate by kingdom. We don't try kingdom. Amen. The kingdom of God's already been proven. You know that? Hello? The kingdom of heaven's already been proven. What did Jesus do in the face of them spitting on him and wrongly accusing him and cursing him and reviling him? What did he do? How did he respond? And he overcame darkness and he overcame the enemy. And he overcame the enemy's plots and plans. And he broke the power of the enemy and rendered him absolutely useless. He did it. He destroyed all the power of darkness. He did it. He destroyed the power of darkness. How did he overcome? How did he overcome? He humbled himself. He humbled himself. And he went to the cross. And he loved anyway. And he said, Father, forgive them. Come on. He responded. The kingdom, the kingdom ways have already been proven and they work. They absolutely work. And he left us his example for us to follow in. Turn to Colossians 3. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Colossians 3. Verse 5. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. Fornication. He's talking about flesh stuff. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all of these. Anger, put it off. That isn't to be your clothing attire. Wrath, Malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. 
Do not lie to one another since you've put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Therefore, in light of this, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, that's you. Put on, you put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. You know what that is? Offense. If you have an offense with another, what are you to do? Put on tender mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving if you have an offense. Even as Christ forgave you, so must you also do. Let's stop right there. Do you realize you you don't have the right to be offended? I mean, you have fleshly right to. You have a human right to. You can. But in the kingdom, Christ forgave you, so you're to forgive others. Don't you think your sin was an offense to the Lord? Don't you think your life was an offense to the Lord? Don't you think that even since you've given your heart to the Lord, you've ever done anything that was offensive to Him? But for His sake, He forgave you. Therefore, He says, you forgive. This is Scripture. I'm not saying this. I'm just agreeing with the Lord. I am not going to disagree with Him. Have you noticed how good we are at exercising our carnal rights? Our flesh has this right and this desire. And in your flesh, you have the right to be offended, to hate, to be bitter, and you have the right to go to hell for that matter. But, I mean, you have rights in your flesh. You do. You have rights in your flesh. Isn't it amazing how we are so free to exercise our rights of our flesh? But here's the word he says to me. Don't mix. We try to mix flesh with I'm born again, with spirit. Don't mix. Are you hearing me? Church, don't mix. Don't mix with the way the world responds. The world responds a certain way. And we've gotten, we've gotten good at exercising our rights like the world does. You know, and we got all kinds of motion to go with it too. Don't we? Don't mix. It isn't who you are. So why would you be half and half? Why would you be halfway this and halfway that? That's that lukewarm stuff. Half hot, half cold. I mean, that's just kind of what it sounds like. I could be wrong on that, but it kind of sounds like that to me. As Christ forgave you, You forgive. You put on the new man and you clothe yourself with his nature. And when you do, as soon as you make that choice, the Holy Spirit empowers you. He does. He empowers you. Turn to 1 Peter 2. We've got a little more time. We're okay. 1 Peter 2. I could go on and on and on. i got lots more pages of notes and lots more at home. I just finally just quit. 
because I said, oh, we can't go that far. <laughs> we, we need some more time next week. And don't you lose, use next week as don't you skip out on me next week. <laughs> if you're here, you better be here. Don't say, I ain't going back. I don't want to hear another word of it. <laughs> First Peter 2, 19. For this is commendable. If because of conscience toward God, one endures grief, suffering, wrong, uh, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you're beaten for your faults <laughs> that you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take this patiently, it's commendable before God. That's commendable before Him. This finds favor with God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us as an example that we should follow his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he didn't threaten but he committed himself to him who judges righteously. Listen, we have powerful help available that the world has no clue about. The world has no idea. And they don't have this help. We have all kinds of help available. If we respond like he instructs us to, like he left us example for... God will sort out all the stuff. He'll sort out all the details, the problems, the situation. He'll fix. He'll do all the stuff that needs to be done. But if we respond in our flesh, in our carnal nature, what do we do? What do we do according to Romans 8? We stay locked up in that death cycle. And you don't get off that doggone hamster wheel. You stay in that death cycle. And in that cycle of death, there's all kinds of things that you don't want no part of in your life. Amen? Galatians 6, verse 9. Go backwards. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while... Doing good. You know what that is? Process. You see process right there with that word. Don't grow weary while you're in the process of this doing good. For in due season you shall reap if you do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, as you get opportunities. How many of you get opportunities to do good? Oh, yeah. I see my loving family all the time. No. I'm not talking about just to those who love you and are good to you. As you have opportunity in Walmart, let us do good to all. As you have opportunity on the job, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Listen, the way the Amplified says it, it puts it in a way, it's like he has actually prepared acts. He has set us up for opportunities for acts 
of goodness situations that will come up that will need us to release some goodness. Come on. That he actually has opportunities set up, situations set up for us to release goodness so that we can live a good life. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's do just a few more here. John 14. Y'all okay? Are you turning from inside to outside? I'm not sure how that feels to a butterfly. I would think that would be painful. That whole wrong side out process. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've never asked one. <laughs> and and I don't know that anybody knows how to find out if that is painful. But I would think that it would be a kind of a challenging and painful process to get turned, slam wrong side out. Yet, that's what transformation means. <laughs> So that what's in there, in the inner man, can come to the outside. And that other stuff just kind of sloths off, doesn't it? Uh, Kelly's girls had a butterfly cage, I think, last year. Kelly and Josh's girls. And they got to watch the process. And that little mess kind of, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Not all of it does. Part of that becomes the body part, but then there's also some that sloughs off. Okay, shut up. All right. John 14, 27. I'm not even there. Okay. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why do you not have to let your heart be troubled or be afraid? Why? Because he's leaving his peace with you. He said, you don't have to be afraid. Here's peace. You don't have to be troubled. I'm leaving peace with you. Why do we still choose troubled? (laughs) Why do we still choose when we have another choice available? Now, I'll tell you, many times in my life when stuff was happening that seemed very fearful, I would say, I trust your love for me. I receive your peace. (laughs) I trust your love for me. I receive your peace. Perfected love casts out fear. When you really understand he loves you, you're not so fearful. Fear doesn't have a chance to stay in that atmosphere. When you respond, come on. Trouble doesn't either. When you respond in peace. Turn over to chapter 16 and verse 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world... You will have, not you might, or sometimes that happens. Actually, one translation says you shall. You shall have in the world, you shall have tribulation. You shall. It is there. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And you can overcome the world too. When tribulation comes, how do you overcome tribulation? 
Choose peace. Choose peace. He's get, he's left it. Where did you put it? Where did you leave it? <laughs> he left it for you. He gave it to you. Where is it? It belongs to you. Amen. This is good word. He's saying when trouble comes, and it will, don't choose anxiety. Don't choose to be troubled. Don't choose to be afraid. I'm leaving you peace. I'm giving you peace. And if you'll make the choice of choosing peace, the Holy Spirit will empower you to overcome the trouble in peace. See, we want Him to just zap it away. Come on. We like zap it away. Make it go away. Well, I don't know. I thought He was supposed to help us. I didn't think it was supposed to get worse. I didn't think, no, you were supposed to put on peace and overcome that thing. People all the time, I don't know why He let this happen, why He let that happen. He told you in the world there'd be trouble. (laughs) He said it would happen. Okay? He tried to tell you. He said, I've overcome the world though for you. I have amplified this. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. Do you know that situations don't have the power to harm you? They don't have the power to kill you. They don't. They feel like they do. I know. I've had them. They feel like they're going to take you out and leave you. Just get out of here. Move. Far away. Hello? Are y'all alive? Have you ever felt that way? Run. Run, 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 run. He said it cannot harm you, so overcome it with peace. See, these are things. We got to know this, y'all. We got to know this. Overcome it with peace. Overcome trouble with peace. Overcome tribulation with peace. Let's do one more. Can you stand one more? Whoa. This is good. It's exciting. Well, I feel like I'm getting beat up. I feel like I'm getting empowered. Where am I looking? James 1. (laughs) I got excited. I'm everywhere. Y'all know where I'm going, don't you, with joy? That's another fruit of the Spirit that is a very powerful force. Listen, these fruits are forces. They are for, mm, they are forces of the nature of God that cause Him to walk in such power and victory. Always, always. He never wonders if He's going to win. <laughs> It ain't never crossed his mind to lose. Or that he was going under. Amen. It didn't cross his mind, I'm going under. Amen. Mm-mm-mm. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. How in the world can you do that? Knowing, 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 knowing. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. In every situation, in everything you encounter, he says, my joy is present. 
at everything. Count it joy. Choose joy in every situation. When you're being tested, when you're being tried, choose joy. And the Holy Spirit is showing us how to do this, y'all. He'll show you how. If you'll make a choice. You've got to choose, though. You are the one with the options. And when you choose, the Holy Spirit helps you. When you choose, He empowers you. When you choose, you overcome. He, he causes you. He causes you to overcome. And then He also develops His nature in you. He causes it to grow all the more. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to tell you a story first. Let me tell you the story. It's a true story. It won't take but a second. I love this. I heard this off of Graham Cook, and it's so powerful. These Ethiopian women, this is a true story, who when their homeland was devastated, when they came back from exile to their villages, everything was destroyed. When they came back from exile, they'd been taken away, been taken off. They were refugees. When that, This is a true story. When they came back, everything in their village was destroyed. And there was nothing left at all but bullets, shell casings, and shrapnel. And you know what these women did? They took the bullets, the shell casings, the shrapnel, they melted them down, and they made jewelry and sold them. Isn't that powerful? Right in the middle of a bad situation, you can make a right choice. You can make a right choice. I wonder how rich they are right now. (laughs) I'm just curious. Just curious. I'd love to know the rest of the story. I wonder how that's coming along right now. Amen? I want to ask you a question. Which of the fruit, besides all of them, which of the fruit do you believe right now God is desiring to develop in your life? I I know He wants to develop all of them. Which one do you think He's desiring to work on at this present moment in your life? And you can know by where are you facing the most challenges. Where are you being challenged? I had a... um, I'll tattle on myself because I always do. And y'all get to laugh at me. While y'all sit back there keeping your mouth shut on your own stories. <laughs> a few months ago, it was like every time I turned around, <laughs> that was, yeah. And I finally said, okay, Lord, oh my goodness, you are obviously trying to teach me patience. In a much greater level than I have ever known it before. And when I realized that, I kind of surrendered to the process. It just, you know what I mean? You just, you just, 
give in because <laughs> you you ain't gonna you're not gonna win. <laughs> when he's wanting to do a work in your life, if you have a life that's surrendered to the Lord, he's gonna keep on. You just as well give in and let him do it. True. And he said this statement. I hope I get it right. I have it written down at home. I don't have it with me. But he made this statement. He said, you know, you can... Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Oh. (laughs) You release the fruit in situations that are... Okay, say for instance, just a really crisis type situation. Oh, you know you better do what's right. Or it could all really just fall apart and really be bad, especially if it's something of great importance to you. So you release all the fruit in that, right? Oh, you're constantly releasing. You release the fruit of the Spirit in situations and with people where you know this is a real serious situation. Doesn't have to be crisis, but it could be a serious situation. But then, in the little things, hello, are you getting where I'm going? Then, in the little stuff, there ain't no fruit left. <laughs> I poured it all out on that, <laughs> and there ain't none left. <laughs> and so, you know. We, we, we do the stupidest things and act so carnally and fleshly in the little stuff that's not of, of, of matter, yet it is. It's the little foxes. And the Lord said, obviously, you've had some degree of developing of that fruit in your life, but you do not have it to overflowing. <laughs> And he said, obviously to me, (laughs) obviously you don't. It's not, listen, he wants overflow. Because where we're going to end up going with this thing is for the world. You can't give away what you don't have. You can go into a situation, oh Lord, I just, I just repeat, I just release peace over my sister. If you ain't got no peace, you ain't got no peace to release to her. You better pray God will give her some peace. Or that she'll find some peace. You ain't got none to give. Not if you don't walk in peace. Come on, come on, come on. Not if you don't have overflow of peace. Same thing with goodness. Come on. We want, and God wants, we want fruit in abundance, overflowing from our lives. So that we can release it to others too. We don't just know how to release it in our own lives. We release it to others around us. Amen. Amen. So again, my question is this. Is there an area in your own life or areas, plural, things that keep coming up where you're finding challenging (laughs) or struggling and you believe that God has now come to think of it. <laughs> now I'm looking at it like in view of all that you just said. Maybe God is wanting to develop this fruit in my life. Amen? Just look inwardly a moment. Lord, where are you desiring? What fruit are you desiring to begin to bring development in my life to Him? 
Father, we ask that you would forgive us. Forgive the church for looking like the world. Forgive the church for responding and representing the world as good as the world does, as good as people who are not saved represent. We ask you to forgive us for yielding to our flesh And we ask you to forgive us and wash us and cleanse us. And we make a choice today. We see that we actually have the choices. The choices are ours. To be angry or to forgive. To be offended or to show grace and mercy. To be frustrated or to be patient and kind. Especially seeing as you've been all of this to us. You've been loving and forgiving and kind and gentle and patient. You've been all these things to us. And we see that we also have this. We have the choice of doing that as well. Holy Spirit, forgive us for ignoring your cues. Forgive us for ignoring your prompts. And we're asking you today, we we say we want to take our, our cue from you. We want to take our cue from the Holy Spirit. And we are depending on you to help us. <laughs> As we make good choices, we're depending on your strength, your enabling power, your grace, your empowering to follow through, to overcome darkness, to overcome the enemy's plans, to overcome, to come out from underneath what's being said or thought of or spoken against us. And at the same time, to grow and develop. In the, nature and, uh, in the nature and attributes of our Father, so that we look like Him, we represent Him and His kingdom. In Jesus' name, just wash over us, and we commit afresh this day. We want to look like You, Father. I was thinking of that scripture where Paul said, I'm travailing until Christ be formed in you. <laughs> I believe the Holy Spirit is travailing till Christ be formed in us. Amen. Amen. What encouraging word that helps us to live and walk in this kingdom that we're... Listen, a lot of our frustration in life isn't so much with all the stuff. It's been with our own responses to stuff, hasn't it? Hadn't some of your own frustrations been stuff like that with your own self? We get tired of our own selves, don't we? We get aggravated with our own selves. What a liberating word. Amen? Amen. Amen.